0: Welcome to Cab World, first off the rank for news, reviews and interviews from the world of taxi, private hire and chauffeur drive. This is episode number 11. Joining me as always is my co-host William. William, how are things with you?
1: Excellent, Lockie. Lovely sunny spring evening here in Glasgow. How are yourself?
0: Good, yeah, not too bad. Bit of a a a chilly one uh, I have to say, but uh, yeah, it's good to see spring is is definitely on the way. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see. So, uh looking forward to uh Easter weekend and hopefully some sunshine to uh, to enjoy it in. Coming up in this episode, we have the news section, a summary of some of the stories that are affecting our trade. And then we'll finish with the what's on section, an overview of uh, trade related uh, shows and events that are taking place in the UK and overseas. So let's get straight into the news section. The first item is uh, an Uber story, not for the first time, uh, but this one is in connection with their acquisition of a UK-based taxi technology firm called AutoCab. So Uber's takeover of the uh, the tech firm AutoCab has been cleared uh, this week by the competition watchdog. Uh, the Competition and Markets Authority, also known as the CMA, launched an investigation in January uh, to examine whether the deal could impact on rivals. Now, the Manchester-based business AutoCab provides private hire and taxi operators across the world with software to run their taxi businesses. And the ride-hailing giant Uber said back in August 2020 that it had reached an agreement to acquire the company, saying the move would help it connect passengers with local drivers in areas it does not already serve. As part of the deal, Uber pledged to keep AutoCab independent with its own staff and its own management. The probe concluded that there is only Limited indirect competition between the two companies, with no evidence suggesting that AutoCab was likely to become a significant or more direct competitor to Uber in the future. Millions of people across the UK rely on taxis every day and technology has transformed the way the industry works, according to Joel Bamford, who's the senior director of mergers at the CMA. He went on to say, it is therefore important that mergers like these are properly scrutinized to ensure that customers aren't negatively affected. After a thorough investigation, the CMA has found no competition concerns as a result of this deal. This is because the companies are not close competitors. The two businesses will continue to face competition from rivals and AutoCab's customer taxi companies can switch to credible alternative providers if they wish. So Uber recently announced that drivers in the UK will now be treated as workers under employment law, uh, providing them with access to a guaranteed minimum wage, holiday pay and pensions, as we've covered in recent episodes. And the move came after... The firm lost the legal battle in the UK, which began back in 2016 over uh, the driver's uh, legal status. A spokesman for Uber said, we're delighted that the CMA has approved our acquisition of AutoCab. Now, this has been quite a big story. Um, there's been a lot of ripples sent throughout the,
1: the industry, certainly
0: in the UK. William, what do you uh, what do you make of this?
1: I think there's a couple of things on this as well, lucky I think, um, uh, yeah, it has gone ahead. Um, one of the issues that Uber have got, I believe that um, Uber drivers throughout the UK are queuing up and contacting the solicitors, whose name escapes me at the moment, that actually brought this argument for the, the, the what was it, 26 or so of these drivers that win the employment. So a, a number of Uber drivers are, are queued up now. Um, so this is going to cause Uber a, a real headache um, because they, it could cost them millions and millions of pounds if they've got to pay all these drivers. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere along the line, Uber will become an aggregator. I don't see them continuing um, with the employment uh, idea because that, that's just not good for Uber. That's not what they're an app company. They're not interested in employing people and rights and minimum wage I think they may do it and get out of this in the short term, but I think in the long term, this is why they've purchased AutoCab, is to start putting stuff through AutoCab and get the stuff to drivers. It also allows them to uh, lock it to get into small towns and cities that they're not touching. Um, they keep quoting figures of um, the amount of people that have opened up their app in Aberdeen and, you know, folk Falkirk, wherever it may be, and they're not getting an Uber. And this is because Uber don't exist. And because of some of the licensing laws in these areas, Uber cannot get into them. Like Aberdeen, you know, there's no way they're getting into Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um Because Aberdeen, I think you've got to register with the council what company you work for. Um, and you can't work for more than one company. So there's nobody going to leave. And then again, you've got the meters. And this is another thing that, um, Uber's got a problem with the, like, say the, the 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 taxis in Aberdeen where they've got to run on the meter. Uber want to give you their price for it and you, they won't allow that in Aberdeen. And not just Aberdeen, there's a number of areas. The way around that would be, of course, is to get an autocab system into these areas and put the work through an autocab system and somehow work it that way. So, William, I think one of the big
0: surprises here... About this, uh, this acquisition coming to be was that AutoCab previously have been, you know, really waving uh, a flag that, you know, they can champion the cause uh, uh, against uh, the likes of Uber. In fact, I think they, they quoted Uber as being um, you know, a, a, a rival to uh, to independent taxi companies, and an AutoCab would be a solution to that. And I think this is why this has come as such a huge surprise, because I don't think anyone could have seen this coming.
1: We, uh, we were involved with a webinar the other day with AutoCab, and this is one of the things that came up. And AutoCab was saying that they then realized that from a business point of view, for AutoCab, along with the taxi companies, it will make AutoCab and create a, a global ba- brand for AutoCab. Mm-hmm. So AutoCab will be able to go to countries that they've never been in before. Um, Uber's obviously going to open the door for them in these countries, and it's also going to allow them to do the job that they want to do, and that's why I say they'll probably end up being an aggregator mm-hmm. and just put jobs through the AutoCab system, which I think would be... Again, a good selling point for AutoCAD to say to companies, we'll give you all the Uber work that we've got. It's going to be interesting to
0: see what the future holds here because there are there are other technology companies um, providing good booking and dispatch systems in, in the UK and overseas. There are also... Some other uh, strong app based uh, providers and you just wonder if this is you know particularly since this acquisition's been approved does this um, does this give a green light for acquisition of other technology
1: firms by other app based firms yeah yeah I also spoke with a number of companies in the UK the other day that are hoping to launch their own app um, that's going to cover the whole of the UK so that anyone in the UK will be able to use the app. They're trying to, I believe, they'll either get all the taxi companies onto the one system or they'll get an app that um, the other software houses will approve to work on their systems. So there's a lot of change coming in the taxi industry and the private eye industry over the next couple of years, Lockie. I think there's a, a whole lot of, which we're going to go on to shortly I think about flying taxis and things like this Do you know what <laughs> I mean it's, it's the change is coming whether we like it or not if it's not electric cars it's driverless cars it's flying taxis it's you name it it's you know the changes are coming fast and furious they are and you know I'm, I'm a a big fan of
0: of technology but the rate of change of technology here that's affecting the uh, the taxi private hire and chauffeur drive sector is is just off the scale at the moment and you know it, it almost feels weird to be talking about you know, flying taxis. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure the word taxi is really yeah, <laughs> all all that descriptive. Um, going ahead here because it really is like a you know a, a mini aeroplane, mini uh, some sort of airborne um, vehicle. But there is. Uh, a trial going on um, at the moment, which is uh, you know just, a, just around the corner. Um, a pop-up airport for electric flying taxis will be oper- in operation later this year near uh, the UK city of Coventry, the world's first ever airport built specifically for electric flying vehicles. The airport is actually being readied for November 2021, which will be here before we know it. And it's going to be located in uh, the UK city of Coventry. So the market for electric air taxis is reputedly in the region of $500 billion. That's in the US alone. So I don't know what the worldwide figure is, uh, is going to be. Um, but the technology still faces a lot of challenges and a lot of uh, regulatory uh, challenges uh, as well. So the uh, the facility that we just mentioned is uh, is called Air 1 so the Air 1 facility will be open only for a month And it's been set up in collaboration between uh, government agencies, private sector businesses and the aviation industry. And it's been developed by uh, Urban Airport uh, with the involvement of Urban Air Mobility Division of the Hyundai Motor Group and Coventry City Council. Now... uh, I don't know what to make of this, a pop-up temporary airport <laughs> with um, electric flying taxis. And yeah. I, I, I realise it's we we are actually recording this on the 1st of April. It does sound like <laughs> a, an April Fool wind-up, but I can assure you it, it really isn't. This, this is actually
1: happening. I mean, yeah. Flying Again, the other thing yeah, the other thing with that, law is why if they had it in Coventry? Is that because we've built the London taxis in Coventry for 100 years? You know, it's right in their doorstep. Is this why we're testing it out down there? Um, if you're building an airport for it, then it's no longer a taxi. A taxi is what you want a taxi to actually take you to the door of wherever you're going. You don't want it to take you any landing strip anywhere. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs>
0: But actually, there is um, there is a, a story here um, concerning Rolls Royce. Um, Rolls Royce are the uh, the company that are going to be uh, providing the the power for um, another g- green uh, flying taxi. Um, so this uh, this has actually a, got a vertical takeoff and landing capability, which could potentially take you almost to the door of where you want uh, where you want to go or where you want to be picked up from so the electric uh, vertical takeoff and landing aircraft is is uh, currently called the VA1x and it, it could even start accepting passengers as early as 2024. So the CEO of uh, of the business called Vertical Aerospace said the technology will revolutionise travel, combining the safety of commercial airlines with the disruptive environmental and cost benefits of the electrification of flight. Uh, and this is this is happening pretty pretty soon. The the aircraft has got a fifteen metre wingspan. It's got well thirteen metres in length, and it's able to cruise at speeds of 150 miles an hour with a range of 100 miles. Now, just to help illustrate that, uh, you could fly from London to Brighton in 30 minutes in a yeah. green air taxi.
1: Yeah, I think it's all pine the sky, to be honest with you. But here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. When is a taxi not a taxi? <laughs> so here you go. I read something this week that Hyundai are trying about to launch a new car hire service Mm -hmm. where you book this driverless car on your app and you take it to where you want to go from A to B. Right. They're bringing that out as car hire. Okay. What's the difference between that and a taxi? So this is is Hyundai, (laughs) did you say? Yeah, Hyundai. The people that are doing the the uh, involved in this uh, flying taxi thing. Yeah, Hyundai are bringing out. Are they about to try and launch this car hire with a driverless car? So you book the journey on your app, and you get in it, and the way you go, and you get out the other side. But it's car hire because they're saying you can book multiple journeys on it. Right. Okay. You can keep it for the whole day. It's mm-hmm. electric, so there's no fuel. Um, you're going to contact there'll be an iPad in it um, right through either head office or whoever's controlling this thing and I'm saying what's the difference between that and a taxi that's a car <laughs> they're saying well that's right that's right that's that's certainly how it sounds to me yeah incredible it is interesting though you know if these driverless cars come along how do you hire a car then for the day
0: hmm.
1: it's just exactly the same as a taxi isn't it <laughs> it's just <laughs> so let's move on
0: from uh, from flying <laughs> electric uh, <Yeah>. taxi <laughs> <The real world. laughs> yeah, back back down to earth. Actually, um down to earth with a with a bump here, quite uh, quite literally. Uh, we've got a story here which is um you know quite, you know, really quite quite depressing, um I suppose, because we've got Edinburgh taxis that are being attacked by vandals. And you know this is this is uh, really quite quite sad. Um, so an Edinburgh taxi firm has has spoken out recently after several of their drivers have had their vehicles smashed and targeted by antisocial behaviour over the lockdown period. In recent weeks, there have been several reports surrounding acts of vandalism towards Lothian buses, with bus drivers left shaken after stones have been launched at the vehicles while they've been driving. And now, Edinburgh-based City Cabs have come forward uh, to point out that this sort of anti-social behaviour is not isolated. So, City Cabs uh, company secretary Les McVeigh, said, whilst the Edinburgh taxi trade welcomes the recent initiative by Police Scotland through uh, Operation Proust, the drivers and vehicles are routinely targeted throughout the year in some particular regions of Edinburgh, and it's become so common that these incidents are no longer reported to the to the police, uh, as their experience in these matters is that little can be done to catch the culprits. So this is, I don't know if it's kids, bored, bored teenagers, I don't know, but you know why they feel that they can uh, throw stones, bricks, bottles, whatever, at passing vehicles, whether it's a bus, or a taxi, um, either empty or carrying passengers, is is just beyond me. But there's certainly been a real spike um, in in Edinburgh. I don't know how things are in in Glasgow or other parts of the country. Uh, William, have you heard?
1: Well, certainly Edinburgh's a bit rougher than we are through here. <laughs> <laughs> True. Much more refined in the West. Yeah. But no, I'd be honest with you, we had this problem many years ago when I was driving a black taxi in Glasgow and it used to go over the radio, you know, just avoid this area and the kids are throwing stones. But I tell you what, it can cause quite a bit of damage some of these things are thrown at your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And they're gone in seconds. You know, by the time you even tie report it and the police get there, there's nobody there. They've just launched a whole lot of bricks or whatever. You know what? It may be something to do with the lockdown just now and there's nothing for kids to go to. You know, they just think, we need to find another game here somewhere, so let's play Tegway vehicles on the road. But it is costly, I can assure you. It's an expensive um, game they're playing for the poor taxi driver or bus drivers that are getting their vehicles all damaged. Well, that's right. I mean, you
0: look at the case of a a taxi driver, you know, they've got their their vehicle uh being hit it's been damaged you know let's assume that no one's hurt uh, but the vehicle is that vehicle's off the road in some cases which could take days uh and lost earnings Absolutely, yeah. uh, you know it's um it's it's terrible so um it's great to get the word out there and uh, and hopefully the um the the parents can maybe start asking questions you know of their kids where have you been this evening um yeah. because ultimately i
1: think that's that's what it comes down to yeah, I think it is. Again, it's not something for us to go on about, but it is down to parenting and finding out what your kids are doing. I mean, where can they possibly be going if they're getting out at nights? just now? As we said, there's no youth hostels, yeah. there's no clubs open, so mm. they've got to be doing something. So as a parent, you've got to ask what they're doing. Yeah, okay.
0: So let's go up to Dundee now, uh, where the, the, the trade has been given a £900,000 cash boost. So Dundee drivers will receive £900,000 in financial support from the City Council after bosses approved a grant scheme from the Scottish Government Funds. The cash boost has been hailed as a national example by the unions amid calls for the grants to be rolled out across Scotland. The money will provide a discretionary top up of £1,000 and that's in addition to £1,500 which has already been paid out. Mark Flynn, who is the convener of Dundee City Council's City Development Committee, said the £900,000 extra will help address the ongoing challenges that The sector is facing as a consequence of the pandemic, in particular restrictions on travel and reductions in footfall. There's no need for drivers to contact the council uh, or reapply. Uh, We will be in touch with eligible drivers to arrange the top-up payments to be made into their nominated bank accounts. So Trade Union Unite in Scotland, welcomed the support for taxi and private hire drivers and is now calling for all local authorities in Scotland to follow the lead of Dundee. Other councils, including those in our largest city, Glasgow and Edinburgh, must follow Dundee's lead and do more to help workers and families in the taxi trade. So um, a bit of good news for Dundee. It sounds like um, good things are happening.
1: Yeah, at least they're getting something at the moment. Um, I know from my own office that the job totals are very, very low at the moment. Um, and again we've been over it so many times, Lockie. Until restaurants, pubs, nightclubs, until these things are all back to fully operational, the taxis will not be fully operational because at the moment we're um we are we're still in lockdown, aren't we? I think tomorrow we're allowed out, but yeah. Um, other than that, the only people that are going out is the oh, odd shopping trip, or you know, they're, they're not going anywhere. There's nowhere for the taxi guys or drivers to take passengers to and from. That's right. And mm-hmm. any help that can come from not only them, I've got to say, having spoken to a number of taxi offices, um, a lot of these taxi offices are not getting any help either. Um, although they've followed um, some of the people and what have you to be honest, that they're not getting any help. So not only do the drivers need help, some of the offices could do some help as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll just finish off with one uh, final piece here, which is, um, well, it's related to, to helping out. And this just really illustrates some of the, the hardship uh, that the industry is facing at the moment. Now, this is uh, information from the uh, Licensed Taxi Drivers Association, the LTDA, which has shed light on a recent meeting held with Treasury officials and the Finance and Leasing authorities. Of- Association, at the FLA, Uh, and this was to discuss ways to help uh, cabbies that are struggling with finance payments on their vehicles. So the Finance and Leasing Association revealed that 96% of finance agreements that their member lenders have with taxi and private hire drivers are currently in arrears. 96% that is. That's phenomenal numbers. It really is. I mean, uh, yeah i mean we, you would expect it to be quite high but but 96% is yeah. staggering yeah. they also found out that ninety nine point eight i mean that may as well be a hundred yeah percent yeah. of taxi drivers said that their income had been affected by the ta- the pandemic and twenty five and a half percent of those said that they currently had no income at all from driving a taxi due to the pandemic and thirty four point eight percent said that they were earning twenty percent or less of their usual income yeah pretty
1: sobering numbers that. there yeah, um, I know that both you and I stay in big cities and you can see the odd taxi doing a job. Uh, I've got to wonder when you get into some of the sort of smaller towns, villages, um, those taxi drivers will be doing nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the smaller, if it's just a, a village store, the people will be walking there and um, I know here we've got one or two people that, I mean, the bins go out more often than we do nowadays, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. I might the, highlight, the, the highlight of my life these days is, you know, getting sent for milk or something up to the local <laughs> shop. a, a <laughs> That's moment of freedom. Something you do. That's yeah
0: it. that's it oh, i say it really is a challenge but you know as we as we've said in recent weeks things are starting to ease and i think um in some parts of um england wales there's um there's definitely um a relaxation now and i think uh, here in scotland there's uh well, i think we're only a few weeks away from uh from the uh the ability to to move around the country so yeah. Uh, hopefully, that's going to open up a little bit of of tourism, and everyone will still behave fairly sensibly and uh, and begin to get our freedom back and and do so in a in a safe manner. Hopefully, avoiding any further lockdowns.
1: Well, absolutely. I think tomorrow is it tomorrow we um, we uh, uh, stay local as opposed to stay at home. I think we change tomorrow to stay okay. local. Good good. I think a local stay means stay in the country as opposed to <laughs> stay in your garden. Well,
0: that's it. I mean, I think we 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 have to stay in our licensing authority area, don't we? So uh, yeah. so in in Edinburgh, you know, you shouldn't head out to other um other other districts. You stay where you are. At. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that easing and um and being able to uh, get out to to other areas. So that covers our our news section. Let's uh, just briefly cover what's on. Uh, So we have the Scottish Taxi Expo uh, coming up. That's the 6th of October this year, 2021. That's uh, currently scheduled. And the location is the Normandy Hotel in, uh, in Renfrew. Then we've got the LPHCA a National Forum that's scheduled to take place on the 6th of July. That's at the Emirates uh, Old Trafford in Manchester. The same organisation, LPHCA, have a roadshow that's scheduled to take place on Thursday the 30th of September that is going to be located at the Heathrow Marriott Hotel in London. The PHTM Expo, that's the Private Hire and Taxi Monthly Expo, has a date of the 12th and 13th of September uh, this year that's uh, that's news just in the 12th and 13th of September uh, this year 2021 and the venue is Stadium MK in Milton Keynes. Uh we've got Taxi Expo 2021 uh which takes place in the Netherlands on the 16th of September. The QSI Awards which is a uh, Pro Driver magazine that's scheduled for the 18th of November. As yet, we have no details of a a venue, uh, so we'll keep you up to date as we get that information. There is a taxi fair in Madrid held in um, uh, Spain, obviously, Uh, Sunday 21st uh, and Monday 22nd of November this year. And this is the show that was postponed from last year, 2020. So that covers uh, what's on. If any of our listeners have got any news on other events, anything you want to publicize, then get in touch uh, through our Facebook channels and we can add this to, to future shows. So I think that concludes our show for, uh, for today. So thanks to everyone for listening and keeping subscribing. Keep getting in touch with us through, uh, through our Facebook page and hopefully you are enjoying the new weekly um,
1: format that we that we have. I think that seems to have been quite well received, William. Yeah, it seems to be going well. The figures are going up, so let's keep them going up and if they've got anything they want us to talk about, let's go on to Facebook and say to us and we'll look into it and get back to them with it great stuff okay thanks very much All everyone right. thanks Loki. cheers okay. mate bye now